2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you're an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey there, everyone. My name is Aaron Espinosa. I currently serve as the American Council of Blind Students President, and we want to bring you this uh, presentation on behalf of the Post Student Affiliate, the Homan Prize. Um, announcement and Q&A. Um, so today, today we have Lee Koo from the Lighthouse of San Francisco, which is one of the greatest lighthouses, I, I think, headed by Brian Bashan, an actual blind person, and their whole board is is blind as well. They, they do a lot of cool stuff and a lot of great stuff. Um, they have Enchanted Hills as one of their main one of their main things that they they put together so it's just a camp for for people near napa valley but um back to the homan prize we have lee here uh lee do you want to say hello as well hi, as the Prize winners? thanks for the introduction aaron hi everybody my name's lee kumatat and um as um aaron kindly says i think you're a bit biased though aaron aren't you because I, uh, I understand you've been to enchanted hills camp uh a, a few times and it is a, a pretty amazing spot. Um, so I'm here with um, a few of a couple of my colleagues and also um, one of our Holman Prize winners from 2021, which is very exciting. Another Aaron, actually. <laughs> There's too many of us. There's too many of you. Um, and so we are just going to spend the next 30 so minutes um, just talking about what the Holman Prize is and giving you a little bit of information about it, um, the kinds of things that you can think about as your Holman Prize aspiration and how to apply. And you've got the horse here, I mean, in the form of Aaron. He can tell you how he went through the process as well. Before we get started, I would like to just introduce um, my two other colleagues who are here. Uh, Caitlin, would you like to introduce yourself? You're on mute, Katie. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Katie or Caitlin. Uh, I am a communications associate at Lighthouse and I'm part of the Holman team. So right now, um, as I'm sure many of you are aware or hopefully aware, the 2022 Holman Prize, we're now accepting applications um, and we're excited to jump in and let everyone know exactly what the project or what the prize is about and answer any questions you have and hopefully inspire some people to apply this year. Thanks, Caitlin. And we are super grateful to the ACB and to you, um, Aaron, for setting all of this up 
and so that we can get the word out about the Holman Prize. Um, and the lady of the hour uh, is our Holman Prize coordinator, Christina. You like to say hi? Um, Christina is unable to join right now. Oh, okay. I, yes. I apologise. So Christina Daniels. Sorry about that. <laughs> the Holman Prize um, coordinator who um, manages the whole project, which is a very big um, undertaking. So um, unfortunately, she's not able to be here. So what is the Holman Prize exactly? For those of you who haven't heard about James Holman, James Holman, um, who the prize is named after, was a, an explorer who lost his sight at the age of 25 and he lived in the 18th to the 19th century, I believe. Somebody will correct me on my dates if I don't have those correctly. And what he did was in a time where people didn't really travel that much anyway and certainly didn't travel, you know, just to kind of travel for no other reason. Um, he travelled around the world, throughout the world. Um, he circumnavigated the world and he did it as a blind person and he had the most amazing experiences. Um, there is a really excellent book to read um, written by Jason Roberts about uh, James Holman, the name of it escapes me right now, um, but it's worth a read to find out just how he did how he did what he did. And it's in that spirit of coming up with an idea and thinking, how on earth am I going to do this? And then thinking, can I do this? And that little voice in your head that says, why not? Yes, I can do this. That that was um, that was how the kind of Holman Prize was born. It was those little nubs of ideas that we have that, as you know, people who are blind or have low vision might be thinking, "I don't think I can do that," or it might be a huge idea that you're absolutely certain you can do, but you just need twenty five grand to help you do it. You know, and you just like, this is what I want to do. And it's a personal journey of yours that you want to take. Or it's a journey that you want to bring other blind um, people along with you. So there's there's a whole range of different aspects to what can make up a Holman Prize aspiration. And maybe it's a good time now for Aaron Campbell to um, have a chat with us who won the prize last year. Do you want to talk about how you came up with your idea, Aaron, and what your idea is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks so much um, for the, uh, the invitation and the uh, opportunity to speak with you all. I really appreciate it. So my idea was, well, the three-second pitch for my idea is uh, <laughs> Khan Academy for the blind. That's, that's kind of sums it up. Um, I studied computer science and mathematics in college and uh, was really disappointed by the lack of easy and, and readily available materials. Um, you know, my sighted colleagues could uh, go online. There were several videos that would address any particular topic that they were 
that they were curious or or interested in learning about. Um, but that same information just wasn't available to, to us blind folks. Um, it, it, at least not with the same uh, ready availability. And so with uh, this project, uh, I'm hoping to to change that, and I'm I'm working to change that. And um, so th- that that's kind of the uh, the project. Um, you know, it was a it was tough putting myself out there uh, and applying for this prize. Uh, on the one hand, you know, I'm a, I'm a software engineer. I can uh, pull this project off from a technical perspective. Um, I like math. I'm interested in math, but I don't really have a background in education. So, you know, my uh, inner voice <laughs> would uh, uh, ask ask me things like, uh, you know, what makes you think you can do this? Why why are um, you particularly qualified uh, for this task. And my response to that was, well, you know, nobody else has done it as far as I uh, was able to determine. And uh, if I don't, who will? So, you know, I, I think um, it, it, those, those self-doubts are not uncommon. Um, but just being able to to jump in and... Uh, do the application because, uh, as was mentioned earlier, why not? Why not push the envelope? Mm. It's at that at that first kind of application stage. It's really interesting, Aaron, that you said, you know, you, you were kind of like that little inner voice that said, mm, you know, um, the the initial application process isn't that difficult, is it? It really isn't. Yeah, well. Okay, it, it is um, it is nerve wracking, but relatively speaking, no, that that's the easy part. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you basically what I did was uh, uh, came up with wrote down some notes about okay, what do I want to communicate? What's the most important parts of my project that I I want to get across? Uh, because you only have 90 seconds for your pitch video and getting it all in there was actually pretty challenging. Uh, there was a lot that I had to say on the topic, uh, and couldn't say it all. So I, I had to, uh, (laughs) I had to go through several revisions and, um, had to go through several revisions and to, uh, really try to try to pare it down to just the essentials. Um, and then once I had that in hand, then it was pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, you know, I uh, recorded the video and, uh, it was just a talking head video. Um, I didn't show too much in the video other than, uh, than myself simply because I didn't feel like the project, uh, needed that. But of course, every video is different. And it's really interesting that that you should say that because one of the questions that we get asked a lot, and we are going to um, throw this out to a Q&A, but one of the questions we do get asked a lot is, you know, does it have to have, does our 90-second pitch have to have 
high production values? And the answer to that question is no. The most important thing is if you're considering applying for the Holman Prize that you clearly state what your Holman project or ambition or aspiration is um, and why you think it's perfect for the Holman Prize and you give yourself a chance to shine through. So when Aaron's video came in, you know, we saw Aaron, you know, what you see in that video is what you get with Aaron, someone who's earnest, someone who's passionate, someone who's hardworking and someone who just kind of wanted to do this because he didn't have it, you know, access to what he's trying to do when he needed it. And that was, that was the message that came really loud and clear. If you are successful and you go through and your pitch goes through to the next round, that's where you get all the opportunity in the world to talk about the fine detail. And maybe Aaron can say a little bit about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the next steps in the process uh, is where you can really put in those details, all those, all those little details that you weren't able to squeeze into your 90 minute pit, or 90 second pitch video, because there's just too much to say on the topic. Um, so they, um, essentially how it works is you'll be asked a, uh, send a document and asked to answer a series of questions about what your project is. What are you, what are you hoping to do? What, um, what are your goals? Uh, you know, what are your milestones? How do you how do you measure success and things like that? Um, and of course, like any project, you are not going to know all of this off the top of your head. Um, you're you're not going to know every little detail of how your project's going to to work out. Um, but uh, you do your best, and you 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 figure it out. One of the great things about the the Holman team is just their willingness to to work with you to be flexible, especially during um, this this time of COVID and all of the uh, uh, all of the other craziness that happens to be going on uh, um, at this point. And so, the other thing I I think it's important to point out is I think the thing that that grabs a lot of people's attention is the twenty five thousand dollars, right? Because that's a lot of potential. It's a big um, chunk of money. It is. And and it you know allows you to do things that that you may not have ever thought possible or or considered. But I what I have found uh to be just as important uh if not more important uh, at least in my projects than than the money is the connections and the resources that you have access to through uh, the folks at the lighthouse and, and through the uh, um, the Holman team, and so that that has been uh, one very pleasant surprise uh, for me. Well, that's nice to hear. We we love working with our Holman Prize winners. It's it's one of the great privileges of of what we get to do. Um, and it's wonderful to hear um, you, Aaron, talking about, you know, the personal growth that you have to already experience um, in the, what, four months, five months that you've been involved in the Holman Prize process. And that is one of the things that we ask of people is that your Holman Prize ambition or aspiration has an element of personal growth in it. So 
For example, if you are already brilliant at running and you want to pitch something about running, then you'll need to demonstrate that it's going to teach you something about yourself and there's going to be some sort of personal growth involved in what you plan to do. And if you can demonstrate that, then that's fantastic. So we wouldn't actually say to somebody, oh, you're a runner and you want to pitch something about running, we're not going to consider it. If it's got a massive learning curve for you in it, then you're absolutely in the running. I would also encourage folks to check out the um, previous year's playlists of videos. And you can see um, the videos that made it through to the separate rounds. And, and um, those can sometimes help give you a sense for, um, you know, what, what, uh, what, what videos spoke to the, uh, to the team and, and, you know, perhaps what, which ones did not, didn't uh, so much. Although I have to say there's, there's so many uh, great applications every year that uh, I'm, I'm, Really glad I'm not on the team of judges because that must be a really hard uh, decision, uh, just a big challenge to uh, <laughs> to pick only three out of the uh, several dozen that get posted. Um, I, I'm going to say feathers fly. It gets pretty um, it gets pretty heated, and it's really um, good that you mentioned the judging rounds because. The first judging round um, for the Holman Prize videos and the um, the prize as like um, projects is a an internal lighthouse set of judges, and then after that, um, and then that gets whittled down to the semi-finalists. But the finalists, and there's usually about fifteen of those, go out to this incredible group of hand-picked judges from all. Um, parts of the world and um, we they all get together uh, over a weekend and judge all of these Holman submissions. Uh, so it's a really big thing. It's a really big job and everybody takes it super seriously. So I'm going to give you the um, website address for the Holman Prize website now. And while I'm doing that, if you've got any questions, um, perhaps uh, unmute, um, maybe Caitlin, you can see where the hands are up. But the uh, Holman Prize address is http colon slash. Sorry, I'm going to start that again. Https. That s is really important. Slash uh, colon slash slash Holman dot lighthouse dash sf. That's sf for San Francisco dot org. I've also linked our website, our Twitter, our Facebook, Aaron's Twitter page for Lower Dots, and some of these YouTube playlists in the chat. So if anybody wants to explore the chat and check some of those links, that'll take you directly to some of these websites. And you do have one raised hand yeah. when you're ready. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, this is this is Aaron. And yeah, this is on behalf of one of my friends, but I just want to say uh, thanks for that, uh, uh, the backstory, and then kind of presenting uh, that was that was great um so my friend's question basically was it was about like video editing you had said that it doesn't require very high like production but mm -hmm. he had noted that a lot of the past winners had like super slick videos and like he he thinks a lot of those were people of of, of low vision and 
I kind of noticed myself like either on TikTok or on YouTube from blind creators. Like you can tell that they're that they're blind by the way they produce their videos, such as things not lining up uh, right, like um, the visuals in their videos, or even when they start the video, you can hear like in the beginning, uh, create new video. Um, so the question was, um, what, um, where can people find like people to help them edit their videos, or would the lighthouse ever? Um, have something available for people to assist in editing their videos to have them nice and slick. So, thank you for the question. It's a, it's a, it's a absolutely really valid question. I do want to say that the visuals really don't come into it because the judges from basically go to woe are mostly visually impaired or, or have low vision themselves. Um, sometimes there are a couple of judges who have vision, but it's it's definitely the the content and not the kind of slick production that we are looking for. We, um, of course, everybody loves it when you can tell that people have put a lot of effort into their pictures and have used creativity. You know, maybe they've gone and, and shot it in an in a interesting place um, or they've put some music in the background or, you know, they have a prop of some kind, but that's not actually in the editing. That is about creativity and using clever ways to get your point across. Um, we would not offer any way of editing or assistance to people because that would make us in some respects um, biased and because we obviously can't be. So we wouldn't be able to do that in, in answer to the, that question. But I hope that does help your friend and we really hope that they apply. What we're looking for is the, oh, sorry, uh, the, the passion behind your project. Um, as Lee said, it's all about the content and what the person recording the video, whether we see them or not, if it's just their, the camera is focused on, you know, their feet, but the way they're talking about their project and what they would do if they won and what their blind ambition is, that's what the judges base all of their votes on. Um, and as Lee said, some people can't see the videos at all. So, um, you know, it's great if the video is super polished, but really what you want to get across as an applicant is your passion for your project. And that's what it's all based on. Do we have any other questions? Not at this time. I can review the instructions for raising hands if people wish. Um, to, if you want to participate, the first thing you'll need to do is get the got it button by tabbing a few times, shift tabbing, or if you are on a iDevice or tablet, flick to the right and double tap. Then to raise and lower your hand, press Alt-Y on the PC, unmute and mute with Alt-A. On the Mac, Option-Y is used to raise your hand, Command-Shift-A to unmute and mute. If you are joining via an iPhone, find raise hand under more in the lower right hand corner and unmute in the lower left hand corner. In, on an iPad, the raised hand and unmute are somewhere in the middle of the screen. And via telephone, star nine to raise your hand, star six to unmute. And we do not have any 
hands yet? So what I thought um, I could do um, in this time then, and if people do have questions as, as I go through this, is talk about some of the, of the previous winners um, of the Holman Prize um, so that we can, you know, give people an idea of the kinds of things that do, um, that you know, for over each year, and each year is different, but that do win. So... So we've got Aaron, of course, uh, and then we've also got a um, woman from the United Kingdom called Maud Rao. So she's a twenty-one, a twenty twenty-one winner, um, just like Aaron. She's in Aaron's cohort, and what she plans to do as a person who um, actually um, she is twenty-five, I think, and she lost. M- much of her vision when she was a teenager. I think it was around when she was 18 or 19. And she is planning to travel to Japan and um, journey across Japan on foot and using public transit and then um, and visit all of these uh, wonderful places. She's going to stay in a monastery and then she wants to write a book about her experiences. And the reason she wanted to do that was to kind of reflect James Holman and his own experience. So, um, you know, we're very excited for Maud because she's not been able to do very much uh, so far towards her prize because of the pandemic and because of her um, her prize uh, involves a lot of travel. But we've had she's had some good news about borders restrictions lifting soon. So we're really hoping that she'll be underway um, in April. So keep an eye out for her for her social media and her updates. I'll just pause in case somebody does have a question. We do not have any raised hands. Okay, so I will move on to who won in 2020 and Tiffany Bra from um, India, a southern province in India called Kerala, she wanted to provide um, training, community-based group training for people who are blind and low vision in her particular province um, because um, she wanted to work within regional settings where people are not easily reached and brought in to have this kind of training. And so um, Tiffany has been doing that again. We have um, extended Tiffany's Holman Prize year simply because of the impact that COVID has had on her project as well. So if you are thinking, oh, I won't be able to do my project or, you know, there's no point putting in a submission because of the pandemic, we are being really flexible and we are working with people to make sure that they can actually achieve what they set out to. Um, Tyler Merrin, he created an a an accessible fitness app and website called Revision Fitness. And you can find Tyler on Facebook if fitness is your thing. He um, has an, a big following of people who follow all of his classes and information about fitness. So he, um, he was one of our 2020 Holman Prize winners as well. I'll pause again. There are no raised hands. 
Okay, so in 2019, this name may be familiar to many of you, Mona Minkara. And Mona, Mona Minkara, who hails from Massachusetts in the US, she decided that she wanted to go around the world and visit five big cities in uh, five different countries and assess the accessibility of their transit, their public transit, and then she made a documentary about each. And you can find those um, on her YouTube channel and she's on social media as well. Um, and her project was called Planes, Canes and Trains. Um, it's been hugely successful and she's been interviewed all around the world about her um, her journey and what she found in the different cities and whether they were accessible to her um, just using public transit. She had no assistance. She had a camera person with her, um, but, but she did it all basically on, well, she did it all on her own, just talking to people and finding out information as she went. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the, her documentaries, they're really worth checking out. Um, Yuma, Yuma Deco is one of our favourite prize winners. They're all our favourites, but Yuma is a an interesting one because he was he was wanting to let me just make this make a community of blind exoplanet hunters. Now, there's probably way more people in the audience who know about what this is than I do, but basically it was an app and people who found an exoplanet, it was all very accessible, um, could log the exoplanet in the app. And his hope was to build an online community to help make astronomy more accessible to people who are blind and visually impaired. In 2018, Red Sale, who's from the UK, he was one of our prize winners and he took part in an extreme triathlon in Scotland and um, he took part in tandem biking, an ocean swim and a mountain climb. Um, and so he, he completed his, um, his triathlon and I believe he made a film about it as well. Um, yes, he does, and it's audio described. I believe you, you can find it on YouTube, but um, I can double check that. Yeah, thank you. Um, Conchita Hernandez also won in, where are we, 2018? And she wanted to um, put on and host the first ever blind led conference in Mexico, and she did it. Um, and it was called Changing Lives and took place in Guadalajara. And um, I think she also um, made, did she make a video about that? I can't remember whether she did or not, but it was a huge conference um, and she, she organised it all. It was, and she's participated in several other um, Latin American conferences and has held a lot of different webinars in English and in Spanish. Um, and she has continued to do um, a lot of work along those lines since her Holman year. Absolutely. Yeah, from, what I, from what I understand, it's definitely had a, a lasting impact uh, yeah. far beyond 
just the, the single year. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and Ahmed Ustanel, um, he, his ambition was to kayak the Bosphorus River, which is in Turkey, in Istanbul. Um, he's a very keen kayaker in from the East Bay, San Francisco um, Bay Area, and he's was about you know that was about personal growth for him, traveling to a totally different country and yeah, kayaking across one of at the Bosphorus Strait. Pretty amazing. Do we have any questions? There are no raised hands at this time. We can give people a minute, but... Yeah. Nope, there are no raised hands. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll finish up with one more prize winner um, who won the inaugural um, Holman Prize winner. Uh, Holman Prize, and she is uh, Penny Melville Brown from the UK, um, and her project was called Baking Blind, and she travelled to Costa Rica, Malawi, Australia, China, and she came to the United States, and she basically wanted to bake with people so that she could learn from other chefs and also kind of through showing how people who are blind and, and have low vision bake themselves, increase awareness of um, of the capabilities of people who are blind and have low vision. And that is, of course, one of the other and um, one of the other ambitions of the Holman Prize is to do exactly that. It's to break, down some of these barriers and smash some of these preconceptions that people have about what we can do as people who are blind or have low vision. And that's a really important part of the Holman Prize. So in the last couple of minutes, um, I just want to ask Aaron Campbell, uh, who's our 2021 Holman Prize, one of our 2021 Holman Prize winners, what was What's been the biggest challenge for you so far in your Holman year, Aaron? Well, um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm afraid I, I, I dropped no, you in it there. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, you know, I um, this is how you know that I didn't get a list of questions beforehand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> I I think um, it's probably just been the um, the sorts of things that you would encounter with with most projects, uh, and that is there are things that that don't always work out uh, as well or as quickly as you would like. Um, definitely. You know the the time that it has taken to to get my project off the ground. So, uh, for example, is you know, and I, I realize we're only four months in, but uh, the time that it has taken to to get things rolling is uh, not moved as quickly as as I would have liked. Um, fortunately, the the folks at the Holman Prize are 
extremely supportive and um, are are really willing to uh, to work with you. It's it's not at all uh, an adversarial relationship. It's very much uh, cooperative, and and everybody really has your um, the success of your project uh, front of mind, and are genuinely. Uh, concerned and, and willing to do whatever it takes to to help you accomplish that. At least that's been my my experience. Um, so so yes, there's definitely been been challenges, um, but uh, it's been made a lot easier by the by the support that I've received from the from the folks at the Holman Prize. And uh, I'm really excited to see this year's entries. Um, if you're on the fence, you're thinking about it. Um, you know, it's, it's, a it's a great time to throw your hat in the ring and, and give it a shot. Um, and, uh, just, you know, put your name out there, take a little risk. And, uh, it's, it's a great experience. Um, uh, even, uh, for those folks who, who may not win just, articulating your ideas and, and getting them out there, making them, them tangible is, is a great first step in order to, uh, you know, accomplish your dreams. And so, uh, I would encourage folks to, uh, to sit down, make a video, um, you know, do what you can, uh, with the resources you have, but at the end of the day, um, it, it really is about the content of the video. Um, I, probably spent more energy on my video than I <laughs> than was necessary. But, um, but you know, it was, uh, I felt like it was important for me because it was a first impression. And um, so, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess, but um, I would definitely uh, not let some of the uh, production quality of, of some of the videos um, stop you. I think, if you look at the uh, the videos um, from all of the winners this year and in previous years, um, some of the production qualities are high, some of them not so much. Um, so I, I don't think there is a correlation, at least not that I've been able to see. And that's it, that is definitely something that I was thinking about myself when I wanted to apply. Is okay, uh, how good. Uh, in terms of production value, does this video need to be really right? I'm, you know, I, I read the same thing uh, that I'm sure many of you have that where they tell us that it doesn't matter. But but reviewing the uh, the list of winners uh, really helped put my mind at ease and and uh, help me see that yeah they they really uh, are okay with with um, with your video whatever your whatever you're able to, uh, to produce. And so, um, definitely don't let that, let that hold you back. Um, I happen to be totally blind, but, um, um, but you know, regardless, um, it's, it's a great opportunity. And all you have to be is 18 years of age and older by October 1st, 2022. Um, be blind or legally blind and we will ask not at this stage but we will ask down the track if you get through to the next round for certification for that of that and be fluent in English as well 
So those, those you know, if, if you tick those boxes, then we encourage you to apply. And I'll give out the Holman uh, Prize website again. I'm sorry, it's such a mouthful. Uh, but here I go. It's https colon slash slash Holman dot lighthouse dash sf for San Francisco dot org. And if you have any questions that we didn't answer in this session, then feel free, please, to send us an email to Holman at lighthouse dash sf dot org. And if you have time now, there are two participants with raised hands. Certainly, love to. All right, first up, Anthony Corona. Hey, I wanted to ask Aaron if since um since you've you know um your videos out and and you're part of this track now, has your interactions both with people in your life and just in general have your have your interactions with folks changed? Um, has this has this mattered? To, to people that you meet? It's a great question. Yeah, that is. Thank you. Um, I think um, it, it has had an impact in terms of, you know, when I, I shared my video on social media, which you definitely should do if you, if you are on social media, um, you know, plug your own video, uh, toot your own horn a little bit, um, you know, put yourself out there. And, and I, I got the response that I was hoping for, um, which was, you know, a lot of folks saying, wait, I, I never really thought about how blind people do math. I, I never really thought about um, that. And so I think it has um, helped to, to make people think, to, um, to ask those sorts of questions that, you know, hopefully lead to further learning and uh, on their part. And so uh, I'm pleased with that. And, you know, I'm just getting started uh, there. We don't even have a website yet. And so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that there is a lot more of that to come. But great question. Thank you. And next we have Aaron Espinoza. Aaron, you may unmute. Yeah. So mine's kind of a, like a technical question. Uh, can people apply as group? Like, so can like our, say, our student affiliate ACBS, can we submit one as a as a group? Like put our name behind it? It is for an individual. So oh, okay. an individual would apply and it needs to be led by an individual and that individual needs to uh, be um, blind or have low vision. So no, you can't apply, apply as a group. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's fine. Anybody else? No, there are no more hands. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for their time, uh, for listening to, you know, listening to us and considering taking part in the Holman Prize um, and to, to Aaron for setting this up. Yeah, thank you guys very much for, for coming out. Definitely, we, we as students, we kind of made the decision that we wanted to have you guys on. You guys align with our high expectation for, for our students and our positive philosophy, positive blindness philosophy that we like to follow 
um, because of James Holman and the Lighthouse for the Blind. We we love you guys. Um, we love yeah, everything you guys you. do. You guys are led by the blind, for the blind, and we love it. We love you guys yeah. too. And once again, I have um, in the chat, I've linked the website, the Holman email if you have questions later on. Um, some YouTube pages with Holman Prize playlists from previous years, um, as well as the Holman Prize social media and Aaron's Lower Dots uh, Twitter page. All right. Then, well, thank you guys for, for coming out. Hopefully we can have you guys uh, next year. And and we look forward to the, the finalists and the, and the winners for the Holman Prize. Thank you very much. We will definitely keep you posted. And thanks again for having us along. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no Thank problem. you, everyone. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.